Welcome everyone for another episode of the Long Overdue Podcast, a production of the Decatur Public Library in Decatur, Texas. I'm Chris, and I'm here with Denise. Hello. And we're going to be talking about a myriad of topics. I thought we were talking about horror movies. Are we? That's what I thought we were talking about. Okay. We're going to be talking about horror <laughs> movies. But with us, I could always go somewhere else, so I guess both statements are true. That's really, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the bottom line, is that when it's us, it could go... It could go anywhere. It could, yeah, it could uh, go in all sorts of directions, depending on where our conversation takes yeah. us. Uh, so... If you don't like horror movies, I don't know what to do. Yeah, you might like this podcast. Yeah, because we're going to talk about movies, and then you won't have to watch them. <laughs> you can enjoy that uh, vicariously. That's true. Through our discussion, without having to be horrified yourself. Mm-hmm. If you do like horror movies, then I guess this is a podcast for you. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? I think so. So, spoilers, probably. Right. We're talking about older things. Things that have been out for a while because yeah. we're a little behind. Yeah. And just whatever. Whatever we feel like talking yeah. about. So, I mean, if you haven't seen some of these movies, then yes, there will be spoilers. But I don't think we can be held responsible for that. I mean, I think the newest one we'll be talking about came out, like, what, last year? <laughs> yes. What's your favorite? My favorite horror movie? Yeah. Mm, that's a tough call. Right? It's really hard to pick one. Because I'd say one of my one of my favorites that's different it's different. Mhm. Uh but it's definitely one of my favorites is The Wicker Man. Yeah. The original. The original. Not the Nick Cage one, even oh. though that one is great in its own right. <laughs> Uh, I love the Nick Cage Wicker Man. That's not the one that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the <laughs> the original because I think that when it was, I think when it first came out, it was different from other movies that mm-hmm. would be classified as as horror. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot more subtle in its presentation, mm-hmm. and it's definitely a slow burn. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things that makes it the 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 Nicolas Cage one is different because it, it the atmosphere and the music and everything that happens it tells you know it presents right away like this is a really creepy situation and something mm-hmm. creepy is going on here. But in the original Wicker Man, you really don't have any idea until the very end. Hmm. what's really going on. You just think that this island is weird and these people are weird and they have unusual practices. Yeah. But you never... uh, It never really feels overtly threatening until the very end. Hmm. 
And I think that's what, what's so horrific about the about the end. This. Did they have different endings? Did the original one end differently than Nicolas Cage's ending? No, pretty much the same. Okay. <laughs> but, so the end of the Nicolas Cage one, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's still, it's conventionally creepy. Yeah. Like, they're all standing around, and they're like, the drone must die, and... Mm-hmm. It's like oh, it's, it's so scary. All these, you know, <laughs> they're all they're all crazy. But in the original one, they're all standing around in a circle doing this little hand waving thing <laughs> and singing singing this song with these big smiles on their face about how summer is summer is coming back and uh, you know what mm. I don't know something like that. That and that's what's really horrific about it is is he's he's up there burning and they're just like this is this is normal and wrong we're all happy, <laughs> we're about, happy it. about it yes <laughs> nothing nothing weird going on here <laughs> i see so i've made attempts many times to watch this but i have not and I think it's because I love the Nicolas Cage one so much. You don't want to run it. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I'm just going to sit there and be like, why isn't he in a bear suit? <laughs> Where is the bear suit? Mm-hmm. But I think that it that there's been a lot of movies that have come out recently that that are similar to The Wicker Man and pay homage to. Hmm. That, um, like, I think that The Witch... And hereditary, mm-hmm. and I haven't seen it yet, but Midsummer looks mm-hmm. very reminiscent of The Wicker Man, and uh, it's these these stories about you don't know what's really going on, and then in the end, it ends up being like a, a pagan ritual or, mm-hmm. or something like that, a or a or you know which a witch ritual or something, mm-hmm. however you want to word that, right. Well, with the witch, really, I thought the main theme behind that was the the witch wasn't really the danger; it was the people around you. Because she was only in what, like, three scenes, the witch. Right. And everything else was people being. <laughs> but but was she really? Was that was that the witch? Because yeah. I think that I think the suggestion at the end is that uh, Thomason is the the witch in the title. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But throughout the whole movie, there she's afraid of this witch in the right, woods right. and all that. Yeah, and yeah. So that wasn't the real danger. The real danger was her family. Right. <laughs> yes. It's just people being extreme. I don't know. I don't know if I would say extreme. People just being overtaken, you know, by fear, by sadness. And it caused horrific things to happen. Mm-hmm. And Black Phillip was awesome. Yeah. God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Black Phillip. <laughs> so what did you think about Hereditary? It had it, it had its moments that were really disturbing. Mm-hmm. Um. And it it is very it's very much like the witch, except a modern mm-hmm. 
kind of take on this on a similar story. Okay, so I had a really weird experience watching Hereditary. Yeah. Yeah. This it was a really unusual transition, like the shift in tone. Uh-huh. I think had an effect on me that maybe wasn't intended. That, <laughs> yeah. That uh, <laughs> that maybe other people watching this movie would probably might be affected differently. Because uh-huh. I also watched a a review about it after I had watched it to mm-hmm. see because somebody it was a video it was like how why hereditary broke me or something like mm-hmm. that and and he talked about how you know he watched it one time and the accident was really traumatizing and how people like almost like a lot of people left the theater yeah. after that because it was just too much and witnessing the you know how the tragedy affected this family um and he said that that was probably the the really jarring part and then all the way up to the end, um, it just had a lot of uh, the 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 things that were happening in the imagery and um, the what was the family was dealing with, you know, had implications to real mental health issues and things mm-hmm. like that when uh, dealing with that kind of situation and how how those things can have a uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Like a compound effect mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and then he said he watched it again, and it wasn't as hard the second time because he already knew right. everything that was going to happen. Right, he so knew it was, was coming. It was a little more cathartic. Like, he could watch it, mm-hmm. and and it was like, okay, now I understand all the stuff that's happening. So... I mean, I kind of already knew a little bit about the movie going in, mm-hmm. um, but I picked up on what was happening pretty early on, just because I saw a lot of similarities to other movies, mm-hmm. and you know, I didn't know all the details, and so I wasn't sure about a lot of things, mm-hmm. uh, like the accident that happened where the daughter was killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it was very horrific, I think, that and the way it affected them, I think that was the most traumatic and horrifying part of the whole movie. Just the way it was dealt with, and then the or after- not dealt with, yeah, not dealt with, and then the the aftermath, and um, but the whole time I'm thinking like that was not really an accident. There's got to be something else going on, because uh, I I could tell that that everything leading up to that, and then everything following that, there was all these things that look like accidents mm-hmm. or coincidences. But I'm like, that's no. There's there's a plan. Somebody's got a plan, and this is all part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but and still, until we got to the end, where mm-hmm. we got the big reveal about it all, it all was yeah. a plan. It was very traumatic. Yeah. But then at the end, when everything was coming into fruition, and they were all, you know, they were all getting ready to do their ritual for mm-hmm. for Paimon, mm-hmm. I found I suddenly felt strangely comforted. By the situation. Huh. Because even though everything that happened was awful. Yeah. And it was hor- horrible at the end. Uh-huh. Um, I think that it was the uh, the payoff that it wasn't an accident. Hmm. You know, I was like, I was like, oh, it wasn't an accident. And all these horrible things, this was not, this was not really all their fault there was somebody else behind the scenes right and you know manipulating them mm-hmm. and and pulling 
pulling the strings. Yeah. And and it was a weird a weirdly comforting moment watching this movie. Even though what happened wasn't good. Right. <laughs> I was like, it's a, it's okay. It wasn't their fault. Okay. It's kind of, I guess, the way it felt. Yeah. So I don't know if anybody else had an experience like that. <laughs> but I thought about it afterwards, and I was like, yeah, that's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I liked it. I thought it was a, oh, it was a good movie. I liked it. Yeah. It was creepy. It was. It was creepy. I liked all of her miniature stuff. That she was a miniaturist. Mm-hmm. I really like that. The intro was really clever too. Mm-hmm. How they, uh, the camera went into one of her, her miniatures, mm-hmm. and then it wasn't a miniature; it was the actual scene. And yeah. It, kinda, um, it set the, set the tone, the stage for for what was really going on. They were mm-hmm. like they were all miniatures in somebody else's right little display that they were putting together. <laughs> And families are weird, man. Mm-hmm. So you, but you liked it. Oh yeah, yeah, I liked it. Whenever I hear about a a horror movie and everybody's like, it's so scary, or people walked out like with the witch, you know, people walked out because it was so scary or mm-hmm. whatever, and I'm mm-hmm. like, and then I watch it and I'm like, yeah, what was what? <laughs> I mean, it was good. I was like, but so scary that I had to get up to <laughs> and leave. No. Did some people do that during The Witch? I think so. I can't even figure out why. I think the only thing that I can think of is is the implications of what happened that weren't on the screen. Like when The Witch took the, the baby mm-hmm. and she obvi- obviously she killed it and used it in, right. in one of her, her rituals or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but they didn't show it on screen. It was just implied mm-hmm. that that's what was about to happen. Um, and I can see that... I can see that setting setting someone up, mm-hmm. but uh, my experience was different when I went and saw it. I saw mm-hmm. it in the theater. With by that time, it was almost out of theaters, uh, so there's only a few people in there, and I think everybody else in the audience walked out and they're like, "That's the dumbest movie I've ever seen." <laughs> like, <laughs> like nobody was was scared at all. They just didn't. I guess they just didn't get it. They, or, yeah, or it just wasn't their thing. I don't know. <laughs> I think it had been hyped up so much as like a horror, like a truly horror film, and it's just like I mean, it was scary, but you're supposed. It's one of those horror movies that makes you think, and so you need to think about everything that's going on, and you need to think about the implications of everybody's actions. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think people nowadays confuse horror with slasher films, right? Like just the the imagery mm-hmm. and jump scares and things like that which are part of horror but if right. if you go into every horror movie just expecting that then that's mm-hmm. you'll be you'll definitely be disappointed yeah back to the the favorite horror movie question mm-hmm. um i know we had a discussion about alien oh, right. and whether it qualifies <laughs> as a horror movie uh-huh. um it is definitely one of my favorite movies so uh whether you classify it as horror or not, I don't, I don't know. It is sci-fi, and it is supposed to be scary. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, but I'd, I'd say that next to that, one of my other favorite horror movies is... It is classified as science fiction horror. Science fiction horror. Okay. 
The Descent. Did you see that one? Mm. No. What was The Descent? The Descent. It's about these uh, this group of friends. Uh, uh, all uh, it's a group of group of women. They're all, all friends. They're all cavers. Mm-hmm. And um, that in the first part, they there's a tragedy, and the, one of the women women's um, her her husband and daughter are killed in this accident. And uh, so a year later, you know, she's still recovering from that, but they're mm-hmm. all still friends, and they still go go caving, and uh, and they're gonna go into this cave that that was you know. They discovered or recently discovered, found on a map. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it was no. This is what happened: is they, uh, they, the cave that one of them presented it like, oh, it's a you know, it's a cave that it's pretty raw, but they, everybody knows about it. So we'll go this way and and we'll get through it. And then then later, after they've already been trapped inside, they find out that that was a lie, and and the person who took, brought them in there thought it would be really cool. If they were the first ones to go through it, oh. and it, yeah, <laughs> so it's already super claustrophobic. Uh-huh. Uh, if you're, you know, if you're claustrophobic about tight places and and caving, you know, requires a a certain level of of metal mm-hmm. um, to be able to do something like that. Uh, so they're trapped down there, and then probably, I guess it's probably about halfway through the movie. They realize they're not the only ones down there, and there's this whole colony of creatures, humanoid creatures, hmm. living down there. And then they they chase them through the cave, and they all get <laughs> they all get tor- tore up, and it's just really terrifying and, and awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it's it's a it's a good horror movie. Hmm. I think the idea was that the the people that. Uh, or the creatures that were down there were descendants of uh, some other people that got trapped down there. And they ended up living down there and just, hmm. you know, they had a limited gene pool to draw from. So they ended up mutating in, in weird ways. And mm-hmm. and uh, they, they were blind, so they just used echolocation to, to hear in the caves. Huh. And then there, the... the it's not just the monsters; it's the the tension between the women while they're down there, because it's implied that the husband was having an affair. Like it's it's super subtle. Um, like it's not even I don't think it's ever voiced or anything in any of the dialogue. But I think that just watching, it's implied that the husband was having an affair with one of the other girls, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and so he was distracted, and that was part of what caused the wreck. Oh. Uh, when his wife asked him about it, and so then at the end, there's this showdown between both of them, and who's going to get out alive, and who's going to be monster food. Hmm. Everybody was monster food. Uh, sort of. When you say tore up, I'm like, did they get eaten or did yeah. were they used as a new gene supply? No, no, they were definitely uh, nutritional, uh-huh. nutritional value. Yeah, no, it didn't, it didn't go that, into that kind of horror. Oh, okay, <laughs> that would have been oof. extra horrific. That would have been extra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so no, yeah, those are my favorites. I have other ones I like, but yeah. I really like. Trying to think of which ones mine are. 
I love the shining. The shining. I love that whole being out there in this giant hotel by yourself. Just crazy man and his family. Because mm-hmm. I'm, you know, Jack was already, I think, kind of unstable when he went up there from being an alcoholic and mm-hmm. a couple of other things. Danny being special with his red rum talking to ghost type thing. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean by special. I've never seen The Shining. You've never seen The Shining? I've never seen it. <laughs> I know I know of it. I know about a lot of the things that happen in it. Okay. So, I mean, none of this is a surprise to me. Yeah, right. You know, but, but. Have you not seen The Shining? Yeah. No, I have not seen it. I love how crazy Jack gets mm-hmm. from the isolation. And that he was kind of supposed to be there anyway. You know, kind of a past life bringing him back to where he belonged. Mm-hmm. In the hotel. And all of the ghosts there just kind of bringing out his crazy. Mm-hmm. So if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think... You have a tendency to enjoy more supernatural-oriented horror things. Is that I like that? I like the supernatural horror things. They're entertaining to me, but the things that I really—I don't know if I would say necessarily enjoy more, but the things that stick to me more are the more psychological ones. Mm-hmm. You know, or the one, like I said, the ones that make you think. Like, I, I really like Hereditary and The Witch. And I like Get Out and Us. Because they have all these layers mm-hmm. to think about. Right, that there's more going on than just mm-hmm. what's what we see happen right. in the movie. Yeah. The the, the actions and the events. and and But there's what, the underlying issues and the... The themes that they present. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I kind of miss... Because there was a... I guess a point where everything was kind of horror slasher. You know? Mm-hmm. I think one of my favorites is Friday the 13th. Like the first one. The original mm-hmm. one. And... The entire movie is... There's someone killing these camp counselors... It was not a supernatural being. It was not Jason. At the end, you find out that it's his mom who's getting revenge because a bunch of teenage camp counselors were supposed to be watching him, and instead they were making out and you know fooling around, and he drowned. Mm-hmm. And so this was her revenge. Look, like there wasn't anything supernatural in that. Right. She was just. She just gone crazy. Right. Another movie I've never seen. <laughs> that I need to. Apparently, it's pretty good. Yeah. And then after that, like it got dumb. Because well, all the movies after that, J- Jason was. Uh huh. He resurrected he and yeah. 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 The first one was not. I mean, it was about Jason, but not. About Jason. Mm-hmm. So I think 
I think my tendency in, in the horror movies that I prefer to watch is that um, regardless of what other underlying themes there might be, like mm-hmm. the kind of scary stuff that I enjoy is always more on like the science fiction mm-hmm. or biological horror, things like that. Because okay. hauntings and stuff and, and supernatural sometimes, mm-hmm. I, I enjoy things like that, like like The Witch or Hereditary. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, like I was saying, Alien is one of my favorites and mm-hmm. The Descent and it's all, they're creature features. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's my preference. <laughs> I, I like a good scary monster. Yeah. Werewolves, which is more supernatural. Yeah. But it, that's a creature too. Mm-hmm. So, I like I like werewolf movies. Those are good. So you recently just watched Get Out. I did. I watched Get Out, um, and before that, I watched Us. I've mm-hmm. watched these both both of these movies very uh, recently. Very recently, yeah, just in the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I thought they were both really great. Yeah, yeah, I really like Jordan Peele. Mm-hmm. I think he's doing a great job. Yeah, and they um, they're they're really clever in presenting. You know, they they start out and they it looks like it's one thing, and then you think, oh, it's something else, and then it ends up being something else entirely. Mm-hmm. So it keeps you keeps you thinking. Yeah. Um. So they're creative in that way, and just just the what happens in the story. Um. Uh, there's definitely the the layers mm-hmm. that you talked about in there as well. Yeah. But uh, uh, get out. By the time I got to the end, I was uh, I was surprised by what was really going on. Yeah. Yeah. Because at first I I thought I was like okay it's obvious what's going on here you know they they bring this guy and they hypnotize him and and then there's this silent auction thing going on I'm like mm-hmm. oh they're they're Selling people as slaves. Right. You know, it's like, so obvious. <laughs> and then, then when you find out what they're really doing, I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, it was still about slavery. <laughs> it was. Yes, it was. It's still, it was still a form of, of slavery. But um, it, was in, it was fun to watch and it was interesting. The, the, the revelation about what, was really, what they were really doing um, is scary. Mm-hmm. But I was also like, no. <laughs> I was like, really, really. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's scary, but you've you've crossed the, you've crossed my suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm. Um, so now you, this is this is full on science fiction going on here, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is fine. It's cool. I just didn't expect it. <laughs> the whole brain surgery yeah. thing. Yeah. I was like, no, Put I don't the brains think so. In there. <laughs> <laughs> I think the scariest part was when, like, the part that really, that really got me was when he was tr- trying to leave. It was right after he saw all the pictures, mm-hmm. and he's trying to leave, and he already knows that she's in on it, his, mm-hmm. his Rosa, and um, but he's still like, "Just give me the keys. Where are the keys?" Yeah, and I was like, "Oh!" And they're all just, and the dad comes and is telling him, you know what's about to go down and, and then the brother is sitting there he looks like he's about to beat him up i was like oh my gosh i'm so, <laughs> I'm so scared for this guy right yeah now. <laughs> yes yeah 
I remember how I felt about when I watched that too. You were scared for him probably in a different way than I was scared for him, but I think we were both scared for him. I think one of the layers that I think didn't get enough attention when Get Out came out was <clears throat> the missing person. Mm-hmm. You know, that especially with black people or people of color, they don't get the kind of attention when someone goes missing as a white woman does. Right. This is actually something that Don and I were talking about in the last episode of Dewey mm-hmm. was that there's, you know, white woman media syndrome. Like they meet, it has to meet certain criteria for the media to cover it. Mm-hmm. One of them being white woman and traditionally attractive. Mm-hmm. And if you don't meet those criteria, they don't really focus on it. Right. So the fact that what was his name? The one that was missing. Mm-hmm. That that, that he had, he found out was when he found him, he found out it was the guy that was missing. Logan. So when his friend um, Rod, he recognizes Logan mm-hmm. as a missing uh, Andre Hayworth. I think that entire thing, that little bit there where it's like, it was easy for him to disappear because only, really, only his family and his community would would be looking for him. Mm -hmm. There was no media attention or anything like that where someone just coming in would be like, I saw that guy on the news. He's been missing for, for weeks or months or years or whatever. Right. You know, and so it was easier for them to get away with something like that. Mm Mm-hmm. That was one of the layers that didn't get explored enough. I think that, but also it's a movie, right? <laughs> I think just being there and it kind of bringing a little bit to light on that mm-hmm. is better than nothing. Mm-hmm. His friend was really funny. Yeah. And the end, the end. I was about to be like super, super bummed about them. I mean, the end was still awful because yeah, he he got out, but mm-hmm. but dang. <laughs> You know, he he just found out that his his girlfriend was luring him into this. Yeah, it was a whole honeypot that she had been, <laughs> yeah, that she had, con. had been doing it for you know who knows how long with yeah. all these other guys and and everyone else and and uh, so there's that and he also you know had to fight his way out and, mm-hmm. and almost almost got his brain transplanted or whatever. Yeah, and uh, and his friend found him. But uh, when the when I saw the lights and and he was you know he was there he'd just gotten through fighting with with Rosa and I was like oh my gosh they're going there this is terrible yeah and then his friend from he doesn't the, get so out you see it's from the, the airport <laughs> the TSA and, guy and, yeah and, and he comes out and I'm like I'm like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> and he gets in the car and he, he's you know his first thing his friend says is I told you not to go in that house <laughs> seriously it's like from the very beginning he's like no don't go God, especially how weird they all were, like, from the very beginning. It's just like, no. I mean, yeah, you think maybe it's just the whole thing that their daughter's bringing home, a black boyfriend, and everybody's a little weird about that whole interracial relationship. But it's also like, yeah. If things are that weird and awkward about your relationship, even if it's not crazy brain-swapping thing. Mm-hmm. You should probably leave. <laughs> Just like nope. <laughs> like I will come over for lunch tomorrow <laughs> and just leave. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yes. No no need to stay. Just <laughs> just go. Yep. There's one part um, that reminded me of our discussion we had at writers group uh-huh. about about my story and about the mayor uh-huh. having all that stuff like oh yeah locked doors not you know uh-huh. arrogant enough to just leave it out when he found the pictures in the closet uh-huh. in the red box with the door open uh-huh. that it reminded me of that I was, like, <laughs> I was like really did they put that there specifically for him to find it because if if they wanted him to find it that was a perfect place that to put it, it with the door just a little bit open <laughs> <laughs> that that was a little that was a little much yeah uh, but it was sad that his you know he felt such guilt about his mom yeah and he almost died because he didn't want to leave that woman out there on the street yeah he was like don't do it yeah and I was like no don't do it don't do it <laughs> <laughs> she's like grandma it's like dang it and I was like oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> One of the great elements, a, re- a really effective element of a of a good horror story or good horror movie, that I think that all of, all of these movies we've talked about, um, most of them at least to an extent, have in it is is the isolation mm-hmm. that, like you mentioned in The Shining, mm-hmm. and isolation is scary, right? Um, like in that in that movie in Get Out, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just you. You have to figure out a way to get out. Yeah, especially once he realized that nobody there was on his side. Mm -mm. Not even Rosa. Mm -mm. It's like, it's just him. Um, So there's that. Alien is definitely about isolation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And and the descent the same way, trapped in the cave with Mm -hmm. those creatures. Um, The Wicker Man is isolation Mm -hmm. on the island with all those those weirdos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. I think that her hereditary is more social isolation mm-hmm. than anything because they're yeah. still living in the the modern world, mm-hmm. but they were cut off in the neighborhood. Like yeah. could have just walked across the street and gotten help. Yeah, but they were cut off emotionally, and I think mm-hmm. that the the cult played a big part in that, mm-hmm. making sure that that they they stayed isolated so right. that they could use them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially Tony Collette's character, after losing her daughter, being approached by a woman who, you know, claims to have lost her son, and then being shown this supernatural way to contact them, mm-hmm. you know, that definitely helped further her isolation. And she knew no one was going to believe her. She knew not like that her husband wasn't going to believe her. Mm-hmm. Did you think he was going to burn up when she threw the book into the fire? No. <laughs> No, I did not. <laughs> I was like, don't throw it in the fire. Oh. <laughs> and then, psh, and I was like, yep. So then the, the more recent movie that we mentioned was Us, mm-hmm. also by Jordan Peele. Yes. And that didn't that didn't start out as isolation, but but well, it, it did. Mm, I don't know, because they, they were still in like a neighborhood. Like, yeah. They could still go. It's, I guess really the isolation was that... The tethered were everywhere. Yeah, they're everywhere, and and when they were driving around and and trying to escape, like everybody else was dead. Yeah, everywhere they went, everybody was dead. Mm-hmm. It's like they were the only ones that that had survived up to that point. Mm-hmm. What do you think the underlying layers to that one was? 
I don't know. That one is a little. I mean, it's di- it's different from Get Out. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the real obvious implication of of control. There's also the duality, I mm-hmm. guess, of people. I mean, I thought it was more about class. Class, yeah, yeah. The tethered would be the underprivileged, mm-hmm. while everybody else is the privileged, right? Regardless of color. Mm-hmm. Even though I think color really did have a lot to do with that as well. Mm-hmm. But even when you had their snooty friends, you know, it was about one of the most important lines in that is when. They ask the other family, they ask themselves, you know, who are you? And they're like, we're Americans. Mm-hmm. That it's not just about the class that we see here, the class disparities that we see here in the U.S., but also the U.S. in general, the entire thing and the different privileges that we have. Mm-hmm. I think Jordan Peele himself in an interview said that It's, um, but in order for us to live the way we live and enjoy the things that we enjoy, someone else has to suffer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so to quote him, he says, one of the central themes in us is that we can do a good job collectively of ignoring the ramifications of privilege. Mm -hmm. I think it's the idea that what we feel like we deserve comes, you know, at the expense of someone else's freedom or joy. The biggest disservice we can do as a faction with a collective privilege like the United States is to presume that we deserve it and that it isn't luck that has us born where we're born. And for us to have our privilege, someone suffers. And then, yeah, he mentions that the that's where the tethered connection, I think, resonates the most, is that those who suffer and those who prosper are two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. You can never forget that, and we need to fight for the less fortunate. Mm-hmm. And there was also some nods to Michael Jackson. The That's right. Red jumpsuit, single glove, and and of course the Thriller T-shirt. Right, the T-shirt. Yeah. Jordan Peele stated that Jackson was the patron saint of duality. I really liked it. I really thought it was good. It was good, but it it also reached that point where my suspension of disbelief had to be. I had to just be like, okay, just don't think about it. It's just a movie. Because <laughs> I understood what was going on but if i stopped to think about it because i was watching all those people uh-huh. you know underground like pretending they were on a roller coaster and stuff mm-hmm. and i was like really <laughs> really <laughs> that's what that looks like yeah that's exactly what that looks like <laughs> <laughs> and when we talked about this before you said that you did not see the switch coming no i didn't not until they were about to reveal it then i was like oh i know what they're about to do okay from the second she saw her i was like they're gonna switch they're gonna switch (laughs) i think i was still at that point because i didn't know very much about the movie at all going into it um like i had i knew that there was a a family and then there was copies of them Mm -hmm. but i wasn't that's all all i knew about it i wasn't sure what the other stuff Mm -hmm. going on in the movie was going to be um so i was like at that point i was still trying to figure out what really was going on and what really happened yeah i didn't i don't i think i when i first watched it that's kind of what i knew about it too just from 
watching the trailer. Yeah. But I'm also like, if I was that weird copy, I would totally switch. Totally switch. I'd be like, poof. <laughs> yeah. Good luck to you. <laughs> and it was because of that that everything that followed happened. Right. It made it. It was a really weird feeling to to discover that that was what what happened. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, "Should I be happy about this? That they that she she killed her copy and and won, even though you realized that it wasn't her copy. Uh-huh. She was the copy. Well, she was going to survive like, no matter what. I was like, "Should I be happy about this or or not? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know." <laughs> Maybe, maybe that's what's effective about it. Is like, should you be happy about it? Well, I think it depends on which implications you focus on. Mm-hmm. Like, if you go with the class theme of it, she was one of the tethered, those for one of the underprivileged, mm-hmm. and she fought her way to be on top to mm-hmm. front, to be privilege she did what she had to and yeah. then she did what she had to to stay there uh-huh. and isn't that the american dream mm-hmm. pull yourself up by your bootstraps and be successful and it came out of cost in a way they were both trying to accomplish the same thing mm-hmm. they were both fighting yeah fighting for it it was just a matter of who came out on top mm-hmm. is there anything that you're looking forward to seeing i would like to see the the gretel and hansel movie yeah that looks interesting. And uh, also, I believe it's called Antlers. Oh, yeah. That one looks really good. Mm-hmm. I need to see Parasite. Parasite, yeah. And I think we still need to watch Midsommar. Mm-hmm. Yes, we still need to see that. So I think it does have like some Wicker Man aspects, mm-hmm. but it also seems like it's about the relationship between that young woman and boyfriend mm-hmm. and whether it's a good relationship or not a good relationship mm-hmm. that lighthouse looks really interesting too lighthouse mm-hmm. it's got william defoe and robert pattison in it i don't know if i've seen anything about that oh okay um i think this one was done by the guy that did the witch i'm not sure if robert pattison is going up there to be trained so then william defoe can leave the lighthouse or if they're both lighthouse keepers Mm -hmm. but they're isolated up there in the middle of a tiny little island with a lighthouse Mm -hmm. and they go nuts willem defoe's amazing so i would like to see him be creepy because he does that so well and i think he sticks to a lot of the same themes of whether there's something supernatural going on or not Mm -hmm. it's the people around you that you should be afraid of right (laughs) that looks interesting Mm mm-hmm a Quiet Place 2, I guess. Yeah, I haven't seen the first one. Like, I don't know. I, I wasn't all that interested. It, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Creature feature, like you said? Yeah. I don't mind those things. I enjoy them on occasion, but I don't actively seek that kind of film out. So I was like, yeah. oh, that looks interesting. But I had to actually sit down and watch it. I have not. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, um, I'm not sure how the second one will be, if it's going to... If it's going to ruin it or not. Because mm-hmm. it sounds like in this one they're going to deal with more with, you know, it's going to be a, a Walking Dead type situation mm-hmm. where, where it's like, what's more dangerous, the, the creatures or the, the people that are the survivors? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Usually I the mean, people. Usually the people. 
I mean, I get it. Makes sense, but mm-hmm. at this point, it seems like that's a uh, yeah. They're they're overdoing it. Like yeah. everything's about that. Yeah. I think what I enjoy about that trope is when it's done right. It's that it's not necessarily an extreme situation, like being a handful of survivors in this post-modernized world. You know, where people are just going to do what they have to do to survive. Mm-hmm. But it's more like there are things with beyond their control, but not necessarily something that's totally unchangeable, you know? Mm-hmm. And then people are still awful right. and evil. When you think about it that way, with like Hereditary or The Witch, mm-hmm. you know, it's that. Like none of these situations were beyond repair, but they just weren't really willing to do the work to get there. Right. And then add real mm-hmm. fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's a huge difference between zombie movies or survivor films like that. You know, you've got just this whole you can't change that there's only like five people in the world. <laughs> right. Yes, I hope Jordan Peele's working on something new. Yes. He's really good. Yeah, I think that any anything that he does is, is going to be pretty good. So I'll look forward to, to whatever he does next. Mm-hmm. We do have both of Jordan Peele's movies here at the library. We do. Any movie that we've talked about that you're like, I want to see that now. We could, If we don't have it, we can definitely order it in. We sure can. If you have not seen the first Friday the 13th, you really should watch it. Even if it's just to see a young Kevin Bacon be stupid and get horrifically killed. It's worth it just for that. (laughs) Just to see a young Kevin Bacon be like, oh my gosh, is that Kevin Bacon? Yes, it is. (laughs) A great hero named Kevin Bacon. (laughs) Footloose. (laughs) He is one of the great horror films of our time. Is it still the greatest movie ever? No, no, no I don't think so. <laughs> Anytime I think about Kevin Bacon, I just I always think about Star Lord and, and Footloose <laughs> Foot no, because that was this thing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Halloween, Halloween, yeah. I think the first one, Michael Myers, wasn't necessarily supernatural, right? In that he was just a crazy person mm-hmm. and and really strong, mm-hmm. partially because he was a crazy person right and then it was in the later ones that they made him right a little more supernatural like because you know she in several films he gets killed Mm -hmm. killed he gets shot (laughs) yeah (laughs) he gets shot in the head yeah he gets what doesn't he get shot in both of the eyes in the second one i vaguely remember the second one and supposedly the latest one that came out in 2018 like it's supposed to be, it's supposed to fall directly after the second one, right? But he's still intact. He's, he's still there. Yep, everything's yeah good to go. He's still killing people. Mm-hmm. the The second Halloween, Halloween two, I re- what I really liked about that was that it was a sequel that followed immediately after the first one <laughs> she gets taken to the hospital and then the second movie was like she's in the hospital <laughs> i was just like that was a good idea yeah 
I haven't seen that one. I've only seen the the first one and the latest one. That's it. I see. But I definitely thought that was a clever way to do a sequel. Mm-hmm. Because I haven't seen a whole lot of sequels that do that. Where I was like, you know, the first movie ends always with some kind of opening or cliffhanger or something for the sequel to be able to pick right up from. But always later, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, I watch remakes sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I rarely ever enjoy them. Yeah. You know, it's always like, what? <laughs> They're either shot by shot, the exact same thing with new people. Like when they remade Psycho, you know, with Vince Vaughn of all people. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, you just made a shot by shot remake of Alfred Hitchcock's movie, Only in Color, with Vince Vaughn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay. Yeah. Like, I heard that they were going to do a, a remake of American Werewolf in London. Oh, yeah? Hmm. Um, and I was like, I'm not sure how to feel about that. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm, the last I read is that it got scrapped. Because uh. the son of the original director was going to do the remake. Huh. Gotten shut down because he had like eight sexual assault cases against him. And I was like, yeah, that's good. It's probably. Yeah, let's not give him a job or yeah. money or anything. He needs to. I was, like, I was not too disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I need to rewatch some old things like the thing or people under the stairs. People under the stairs. Yeah, you never seen people under the stairs. No. Oh. I think I've heard of this. So Wes Craven movie. It sounds like one that I, I should have seen. Mm-hmm. It's a 1991 movie, Chris. I was not very old when that movie. Came <laughs> I <out>. know. <laughs> Oh, and um, there's a American. There was an American hip hop group called People Under the Stairs. Oh, interesting. That was, that was that, <laughs> that's not it. <laughs> that came up first in my search results before the movie. <laughs> oh, your phone has thinks differently. It thinks differently because it? I put People Under the Stairs and I got the movie. <laughs> I think that means that you search differently than I do. Hmm. So People Under the Stairs is basically this kid breaks into the home of like his family's greedy landlords and he discovers that there's all kinds of like gross weird awful things going on in that house Mm -hmm. it says two adults and a juvenile break into a house occupied by a brother and sister and their stolen children there they must fight for their lives does that sound right Mm -hmm. yeah Wes Craven yep Mm mm-hmm Okay, I'm adding it to my list. I'm going to see if I can request it. I'm sure you can. Does The Lost Boys count as horror? Does it? I don't know. Does it? I love The Lost Boys. I don't think I've ever seen that either. I don't know. What to tell you? We have it here. Yeah, I know. (laughs) You want to see some good 80s vampire movie? That is the one. Mm, I'm seeing it's Mystery Teen. Okay, uh, IMDb, at least the IMDb that I have pulled up, <laughs> says comedy horror. Okay. So, I mean, it could fit. Yeah, it could be. Oh, The Evil Dead. I just thought of that, too. I was, I was like, how, like did we not, how did we not bring up we Evil Dead? We just completely <laughs> bypassed The Evil Dead. We both thought about it at the same time. <laughs> oh, Evil Dead is so great. Yes. 
I love Bruce Campbell. That's another one of those things, like the remake. I never watched it, but I don't really want to. Yeah. Like, I don't think it really needed to happen. Yeah. No, I was super happy when Stars did that show. Yeah, the show. The show was amazing. It was good. It was really sad when it got canceled. Yes. It was really good. But the show was really good. Mm-hmm. But that first one, mm-hmm. like, as you know, they had this little budget to work with. And, yes. And you could tell everything was was done on a budget. But, uh-huh. but man, they did that. Yeah. They just went to town. Mm-hmm. And then, and then finding out about how how they did some of the effects and stuff. Yeah. And they just don't do stuff like that anymore. <laughs> no. They just use a computer to animate everything. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then it got funny after that. Yes. But that was okay too because Bruce Campbell is a comedic genius. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I know Army of Darkness doesn't really. It's not very horrific, but it's in the same series. Right, yes. And that movie's so fantastic. It is. <laughs> yes. You know, and then the show picks up, you know, where you see Ashley J. Williams being <laughs> the age that he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Still working at us smart until evil comes knocking again. Yep. And then I think... The show was definitely a great blend of comedy with, like, a little splash of horror. Mm-hmm. Nobody was safe. No. <laughs> so, I don't I don't think that I... Because I always liked creepy stuff mm-hmm. when I was y- younger. You know, I, I got to a stage where I liked things that were creepy, but I never would have said that I was, like, really into horror. You know, I didn't watch horror movies and things like that. Yeah. And, and I was usually always very selective about about what I would what I would watch. But I think the thing that I think one of the turning points for me was getting into survival horror video games uh-huh. re, like Resident Evil. Uh-huh. And one of the thing my kind of my ideas, one of my thoughts about playing it as a game, playing a horror game, mm-hmm. is it can still be scary and and stressful. Mm-hmm. And you can you can die, mm-hmm. but then you can you can try again. <laughs> yeah. And so, because there's that that you know because you have that choice, the choices you make and how it affects the outcome of the story that you're playing, you get to see both sides of it. Mm-hmm. You get to see what happens when you when you fail mm-hmm. when you die horrifically. Yeah. But you also get to see what happens when you come out on top. And everything is okay, mm-hmm. mostly. Mostly, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and that's why I think that I think that horror games are a really effective medium for that. I think they kind of bridge. I think that you can bridge the the gap between people that that don't want to, you know, they aren't aren't really into horror. Like everything's awful horror, mm-hmm. and, and and people that want the good guys to come out on top. Mm-hmm. I think that games. I think that games can bridge that gap. Yeah, and that's that's just a a, li- a little soapbox that I can <laughs> get on for just a little bit. No, no, I'm not saying all that all the the horror games do that because I know there's some where you get to the end and it still is like, oh no, you thought you were you were safe, but you're not. <laughs> like like Dead Space, 
that was that was a really creepy game. And at the end, you know, you get you kill the big monster thing, and you get off the planet, and you're flying away in the ship, mm-hmm. and then and then he's still seeing his his dead girlfriend or whatever. And you're like, oh, now he's crazy, but he was. But alive. he's alive. Yeah, he's alive, but. <laughs> No, no hopeful ending there. Just <laughs> so, and not so. Not that that can't happen, but but the Resident Evil games definitely. You know, when you win, you always go off into the sunset. I think right. I think the end of almost every <laughs> single game is riding a helicopter off into the sunset, into the sunset. or the sunrise. Right, one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let us know what horror movies you like. Yeah. If Chris hasn't seen it, we'll make him watch it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll maybe. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm, I'm not remotely interested in in watching things like the Saw movies. Or oh yeah. Like, that. like I didn't even consider that horror. That was just gore. Yeah. Mm-mm. No. So, within within reason, mm-hmm. I'll, you know, if it's something that I think is good, I'll yeah, I'll watch it. Isn't Chris Rock bringing back? The Saw movies? Yeah. Interesting. And the, I, I, I saw the, the trailer or whatever for it. Uh-huh. And I thought it sounded it looked interesting. And then the further into the trailer it got, I was like, oh, wait, this is a Saw movie. <laughs> You're like, there it is. And I was like, oh. and then it was all, and then by the end of the trailer, it just looked like more Saw stuff, more yeah. typical stuff. I'm like, oh, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're trying to fool. They're, it's a trap. They're trying. Yes, <laughs> it's a trap. In more ways than one. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, let us know. Yes. What horror movies you like? Yeah, and if you've seen any of these movies and you have any other thoughts, let us know what you mm-hmm. think. Were these yeah. movies good? Were they not good? Were you scared? Were you not scared at all? (laughs) Like Denise over here. (laughs) Yeah. I watch these movies to be entertained. Right. Yeah. Let us know. Uh, Thank you for listening to the Long Overdue Podcast. And I hope that you have a horrific good time. (laughs) 